What's going on, guys? Welcome into another episode of the show. Thank you guys so much for being here today. Wherever you may be, whatever time you're listening to this, thank you, thank you, thank you for joining me today. Guys, I want to talk about a mindset shift that I feel that we all need to make. And I want to kind of divide this into two separate pieces, if you will. Number one, from the consumer angle, and number two, from the agent slash advisor angle. And specifically, I'm referring to developing an investor's mindset. And what I found was working in real estate is that this is all about investments. People are investing their money in a piece of property, in a lot, in a rental property, in their own home, whatever the case may be. We are making investments that we hope will give us positive results in the future. So when it comes to having the investor mindset, I found it very fruitful to really try to convey that to the consumer, even if they're just buying their primary residence which is kind of a leap because in most cases, when we think about buying an investment property, typically what we think of is buying a duplex or buying a condo that we can rent out or buying something that somebody else can pay for. So that's typically what is thought of when we talk about an investment property. But what I have realized is that even a single family home is an investment because that family is investing their money to acquire an asset that is going to fluctuate in value, it's going to fluctuate in debt, and hopefully it can give them a return on that investment in the future, be it in the form of appreciation, be it in the form of equity, being in the form of money when they sell it. So they are purchasing an asset with the hopes of that asset giving them a positive return. That's an investment. They're making an investment. So the question becomes, how can we as consumers, talking about buyers, have an investor's mindset, even when we're just buying our first property? Uh, so to give a little bit of background, I've had obviously a lot of conversations over the years over this very topic. And so I was talking to one of our buyers recently, and obviously the market is very tough right now. February 2022, the market is very competitive. And so they're kind of in a situation where they're trying to decide if they should go through with the purchase or if they should wait. So to give you a little bit of context, they are in a certain price range where they have X amount of dollars. I'll just use a round number. They have, and I'll change these numbers. Um, but they have $20,000. Okay. They have $20,000 to put down the budget, the monthly budget that they want to stay around is $2,500 a month. So that's where they want to be. But the properties that they are liking that they're looking at, that they would like to make offers on are going to put them above that, especially because of the competition in the market. So in order to acquire the properties that they actually like, like that are the ones that they, that they love dream home type of situation, they're going to have to increase that budget. And they're not really sure if they want to do that. 
And so there's this conversation of, should we wait to buy in order to have more money down, be able to have more income? They are working on getting higher paying jobs. And so there's this dilemma of what should we do? Should we buy or should we wait? And so here's where I think that it becomes valuable to develop this investor's mindset. And whenever you talk about investments, be it real estate, be it crypto, stock market, whatever you want to talk about, every single investment out there carries with it one word. And it's one word that you cannot escape no matter what. It's the one word that's always going to be there that we're incredibly afraid of, but that we cannot escape. And that word is risk. Every investment you make or don't make has risks attached to it. And I think that one of the most fruitful things that people that want to invest in real estate, again, be it investment properties or be it single family where they're going to live, it's still an investment. Anybody that wants to put their money into real estate has to understand risk and what the risks are. So let's talk about those two decisions because both could work. Could they wait and save up more money? Could they wait and, you know, get into these higher paying positions? Sure, they could. That is an option. So as agents, you also have to realize that that is an option and that might be the best option for some people. But let's talk about risk. So what are the risks if you wait? As you guys know, the market has gone up drastically. We don't know how long it's going to continue. We don't know, is it going to crash? Like there, there, there's just so many things that we don't know. All we can go off of is the data that we have. So I have become a very data-driven individual because the data tells a story and numbers don't lie. Can something crazy happen? Sure. Something crazy can always happen. But if we go off of the data, what does the data say? The data says that prices are going to continue to rise. They just are. There aren't enough homes being built. Builders can't build fast enough. Demand is so much higher than supply. We're millions of homes short. So because of those dynamics, I do not foresee a situation where prices drastically go down. I just don't see it. Now, do I think that they may appreciate at a slower pace? I do. I do think that the appreciation rates of 18%, 22% are just not sustainable. But do I believe that prices are going to go down 30%? Absolutely not. There is no indicator that would point to that. Again, can crazy things happen? Sure. But the data just doesn't suggest that. That's number one. Number two, what does the data say? The data says that interest rates are going to go up. We've known this. It's been announced. This is not a surprise. This is nothing new. Interest rates are going to go up. So when you combine those two truths based on data, you realize that everything is going to get more expensive. And so what happens if this family decides to wait a year, for example, they say, look, we're going to cozy into these new jobs. We're going to be making more money. It gives us another year to be able to save up and then we'll be in a better place. Well, here's what's going to happen. Here's the risk. Okay, again, back to that keyword, risk. Here's one of the risks in waiting. 
the risk in waiting is that if you're looking at property A and today it's $420,000 and your payment is $2,500 a month, for example, to use nice round numbers, in a year from now, because of those two truths that we have on data, prices are going to go up. So that property is no longer going to be $420,000. If we use a conservative number to say prices are going to go up 10% in the next year, well, that's $42,000. So that same home that today is $420,000, in a year's time, it's going to be $462,000. That's number one. And number two, rates are going to go up. If they go up a point, maybe right now you can get quoted something close to a four. Next year, you might be closer to a five. And so what the risk is, is that you go through all this work of a year of saving and scrapping and the new job and you're prepping yourself, you're taking care of your credit. And in 12 months, you're in the same place, but you're paying more for the same property. That's just math. And so that's the risk, okay? That is the risk. The risk that you're taking is that based on data, if everything continues to rise, you're not actually going to put yourself in a better position. You're not. You're going to have more money. You're going to be making more money. But because of everything rising, you're going to spend more. So it's going to cancel itself out. Your extra down payment is going to cancel itself out. Your payment, monthly payment is going to be even higher, or you're going to have to use that cash to bring it down to where it would be today. So for example, if today you can get that mortgage for 420 at $2,500 a month in a year, now you have to get the mortgage for 460 and the payment is $2,700 a month. And so the extra cash that you saved up, maybe you can put a little bit more down, you can buy down the rate, so you'll have to use that money to get the payment back down to $2,500, which is where you would be today. So that's where sometimes having this investor mindset comes into play of trying to understand what is the upside, what does the data say can happen in the future, and what is, where can I play? So that's kind of the risk if you wait. Okay, now. With every risk, there could be a reward. And we want to try to gauge what is more likely. And based on that, we make our decision. So you wait. Things could just get more expensive. You could end up in the same position or worse a year from now. Now, what could happen that could be to your benefit? The market could drastically go down. Could that happen? Sure. I would be naive as an agent to not recognize that. Is that always a possibility? Sure. I mean, it could happen, but what are the odds? We've seen almost a decade of positive growth. So when you have that much data, it's tough to argue with it, if you will. It's kind of like saying that social media isn't good for business. Like at this point, the data is in and the data says that this is real. Same thing with the market. You can pretty much gauge it and you can see what the tendencies are 
one of the things that I try to do is I do a lot of market research. And so you can kind of guess pretty closely what's going to happen. We've seen the same tendencies over the last five or six years. Quarter one is always really low, really bad, very competitive. Quarter two, quarter three, it spikes. Prices go up, more homes on the market. So we know what to expect. Realtors know what's going to happen. So we prep for these things months in advance. So I already knew last September that come January, February, it was going to be shitty. Like I already knew that. And I know that come, you know, May, June, July, it's going to pick back up. There's going to be more homes on the market and it gets a little bit better. And so you can kind of gauge. So the question is, if you have this decision, if you wait, what is more likely that things are going to continue to go up or that things are going to crash? And if you look at the numbers and you look at the data, it's far, far more likely that things are going to get more expensive. So that's one important data point to help you make your decision. So that's if you wait. Now, if you choose to buy, what are the risks? The risk is that you may have to buy something that you don't love. It might not be your dream home. For example, if you're looking at four bedroom single family, you might have to think about a three bedroom townhome, three bedroom condo, and you may not necessarily like that idea, but that might be what in this present moment you can afford, you can realistically afford. And so again, investor mindset, if I buy, okay, I got to buy something that I don't love. What's next? I'll give you some numbers. If we use that exact same example of 420, you buy that, that property 420. Now you have that payment. Cool. Properties go up 10%. Now you have $42,000 in equity that you didn't earn. And when I say that you didn't earn, it's, it's not a savings account that you physically put $42,000 into that bank account. The market gave it to you. So you increase your net worth. And if you let it play out one year, two years, three years, you could have $100,000 in equity relatively quickly, maybe within four or five years. And when you talk about investing in real estate, that's in many cases how the game is, is played, especially when you're just starting out. You buy that house that you don't love. And I've seen this play out hundreds of times. I see it every single month. You buy that property. It's not your favorite. It's not ideal. Uh, the commute's a little longer. I don't really like this or that. The layout kind of sucks. It's like, uh, it needs a little bit of work. You don't like it. All right. We established that. You don't like it. You don't love it, but it could work, you know? So if you do that, you start to play the game. Three years, four years, five years, you sell that property, you take $100,000, and now you can go for what you really want. Now you're in a position to play. Now you're not just going to be giving the minimum down payment, trying to scrap for your closing costs, trying to make it work. Now you're in a much stronger position to go after the home that you eventually want to get. But now you have more money. So five years are going to pass regardless. So if you rent for the next five years and save your own money, that's route number one. Or you save your own money and have your property save money for you. Now you have two, two, 
not people, but you have two situations pouring money into the same bucket, into that savings account, your own cash plus your equity, you cash out whatever you can save. Now you have 100, $120,000, And now, again, now's where the fun begins. Now is where the fun begins because you can build that house. You can compete for the dream home. You can move to a better area. You can do all of these things and your property helps you buy your next property. That's the thing with real estate. Have your homes help you buy other homes. Your home's got to buy you a home. That's the way this has got to work because that's the only way to drastically scale and speed up the process of acquiring the funds you need to be able to make your next move. So the risk is that you're not going to love your first property. And that's okay. At least in my point of view, it's okay. So if you see it from an investment perspective, that's a good investment because it's an investment that the data shows is going to go up in value. It's an investment that the data shows is going to make you money. And the downside is very slim, very, very slim. The odds that your property is going to decrease in value are slim. Could it happen? Sure, but they're slim. So from an investment perspective, it makes sense to buy now. It just does. Because you're still buying an appreciating asset. It's not like a car that you're buying a depreciating asset, something that's going to go down in value. You're buying something that's going to go up in value that can eventually propel you to where you want to be. And so that's kind of where I've really tried to focus on helping people understand that dynamic because I understand the fear. I get it. Or we feel like we're never going to be able to compete. Like this just sucks. We keep making all these offers and we keep losing and it's like, shit, like, am I ever going to get it? And I understand. I completely understand. And so I think that when we can take a step back and not see it from a, an emotional place and you see it with the investor's lens, the investor's lens, that's when you can make better decisions based on cash flow, based on future projections. And now you've got to start thinking a little bit more like this. You, you, you start to learn. And when you're new in real estate, it can be very overwhelming, very overwhelming. But again, it's all about learning the game. Learn these terms, return on investment, capital gains. You know, you take a look at the market, you see where things are going. You see how much you have to give up to get in. You see what the downside is if you get into this in a year versus now. And it's crazy because we understand this concept in other areas of life. For example, right now in crypto, let's say Bitcoin. Bitcoin is at 40,000, for example. And let's say next year it's going to be at 80,000. What's the better moment to buy? That just makes, it's just obvious, right? It just makes sense by now because odds are the data says that it's likely going to increase in value. But there are folks that won't buy crypto at 40,000 because they want it to go to 30,000. And so they never get in the game because they're just waiting. These are the same people that didn't buy it at 10,000. They didn't buy it at 5,000. And they're just waiting for it to crash. Meanwhile, 
it continues to go up in value. And next thing you know, Bitcoin's going to be at 80,000 and they never started. They never started. When if they would have got in at 40, they would have doubled their money. So the investor's mindset, guys, agents, I highly, highly recommend that you find ways to communicate this to your clients. Help them see it because it's in their best interest. And I feel like we as agents sometimes make, we make it hard on ourselves because we don't know how to communicate this. And we come across as pushy and, you know, people don't like to be sold. And so if you don't communicate it effectively, it can feel like you're just trying to get me to buy shit so you can get paid. So you want to be careful and you want to remember that for some people, maybe waiting might be best. I, I don't know. It's tough to make that case if you qualify and you have the funds to close. It's tough to make that leap, but somebody might just des decide to do that and that's fine. But every single time that I have explained this, the person goes through with the transaction and they're better for it later. And they tell me later, hey, thanks for talking me into it, man. Like I was about to quit. I was about to throw in the towel and I was going to keep renting at that shitty condo and just like, thank you for walking me through that. And that is our job. Our job is to help people make decisions. It's not to make decisions for them. It's to help them navigate these, in many cases, new scenarios that they've never in their life had to think about give them the info so that they can decide for themselves what is best. And it's interesting because I'm talking to this family. They're, they're a young family. And uh, the wife <laughs> looks at me and she goes, you're teaching me how to adult, right? You're teaching me how to adult. And it's so true because we're not taught these things in school. We're not taught these things in normal education. Maybe our parents didn't instruct us on how to buy a home or what a mortgage is. And so there's very little experience and education around the topic, that it is our job to be able to give that and to be able to package it correctly with the best intention and help people learn these things and make decisions for themselves. So I wanted to kind of chat about that because the investor mindset, even if it's your single family home, is absolutely key. It will help you make better decisions. It will help you be more data-driven and not so much emotion driven. And that's, that's what you have to do when you talk about investments, guys, like, I'm sorry, investments. It's all about the numbers. The numbers have to make sense. And sometimes the numbers make sense, but we let our emotions get in the way of those numbers making sense. If the numbers don't make sense, you walk away. That's a smart thing to do in that scenario. But for people that qualify, people that have their down payment, I mean, it sucks. You might have to compete a little bit more. You might have to work a little bit harder than you anticipated. Uh, same with us as agents. You have that, that client. You might have to work a little bit harder, bro. You might have to show them another 10 properties. You might have to send another six offers. Tough. That's your job. So we can't complain that clients are slow or that they're not aggressive or whatever people complain about with clients, it's our job to help them get to a place where they feel safe and they feel confident in making those calls. And if you can do that, 
you will absolutely win. And I promise you that people will admire you. People will thank you. People will see you as an advisor and not a salesman. And that's where you can really start to make an impact. So buyers, consumers, start to think about the investor mindset. Start to think about that. And agents, teach that.